talking about I didn't know why I was the most likable guy in school. Right, All the girls said I was the most attractive at school. It was just stupid stuff. And I'll be sitting in class, and two guys would come walk up to my class, and there's a million people in class, they point me out. Hey, you back there in the back. I can hear them. You back there in the back. And I'm like, hey, you come to bite me or something. And I ain't finna get jumped. Right. So I'm like, all right. So I go link up quick. You hey, bro, got get our backs to this locker. These two dudes, walk, 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 come to my class. And I will just go post them on locker, and I'll be like, they go right there. So me, knowing that I don't want to have to wait for whatever you got going on in the store, I just let me cross their path. I'm going to go to the water fountain and yeah. see if they really wanted like, something. What's up? Right. And then the guy stopped at the water fountain, and then he be like, oh, nah, we want to know if you want to play Sandlot with us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you ever come to my class? Marsa, Marsa. Marsa, Marsa, Marsa. Marsa, Marsa. Yes, sir. I turn the loss to a win. Big fact, homie, this is not a toss up, boss. In the end, all hell turning in the sun. I'm up birds in the morning. Travis and Carmen, DMV's best, now I gave you fair warning. Yeah. Moss up, moss up, moss up. Welcome everybody to Moss up. With my fabulous crew, Miss Carmen Felder. Hello. And my main man, Travis Thomas. Every time you say moss up, I want to go, huh. You know, we say it with our chest and we going to have fun while we do it. Travis, who we got in store today, baby? You know, it's funny we're talking about cocky and confidence, right? Because I think our next guest, he had a knock early in his career for being cocky. <laughs> yeah. As we found out, he wasn't cocky. He's just a confident brother. Mm -hmm. Look, instead of reading off all these career accolades, I'm just going to tell a personal little side story of how this person impacted me, okay? So I dated this girl for a long time down in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was high school age, right? So we used to go around and watch all the high school football. And when I tell you the athletes in this area were another level, I imagine what it was in Miami, mm -hmm. right? Guys like Ronald Curry, Allen Iverson, our next guest, D'Angelo Hall. Mm. His name goes in that as well with Michael Vick and all those guys like that of just next world athletes. He went on to become a star in college and the NFL in his own right, and he's on our show today. Bring in my boy, D. Hall. That's an intro. Good applause, man. What's good? Nah, heck nah. No, brother, Welcome, uh, my brother. Hey, what's up? What's up? I can put my, I can put my, my hood you on. Could, you can do it how you want to like do I'm it. in the booth right now, man. I feel like I'm... <laughs> No. So before we start, first of all, I want to tell you thank you, brother. Oh, I no mean, doubt, you could man. be doing whatever you want Any, right anything now. Anything for you, man. Yeah, anything, man. brother. But I've, I'm, I'm always went, been that guy, man. I'm very appreciative, man. I'm, that's one of the reasons why I appreciate guys like yourself because, you know, over the years of me playing in my profession, you come across some guys that, you know, naturally they just kind of, you know, gravitated to you. You know, D. Hall is one of those guys we shared a, a briefly of what we thought of him or what we heard about him coming in, but he's one of those guys that I gravitated to when he came to us because he was about his business. You know, regardless of how you do it, I'm going to rock with you because of that. So, and then now, post-career, he's about his business. And when we've asked him to be a part of anything we had, he's always showed love. So, man, I appreciate it, man. Man, so, I appreciate the love. It's funny you – uh you tell those stories because I can remember being a you know a little dude in the seven five seven area watching watching Santana Moss at Miami <laughs> man and that's all I dreamed about was 
was being a hurricane man and going down there and playing didn't 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 become a hurricane but i got to go down there and play as a part of virginia tech hokies man but that's what's up you're a dude i looked up to for a long time so even to sit here at the same table i'm smiling just to sit at the same table with you, play with you, compete against you, man. I'm just, I'm just honored, man, for real. And what's been going on with you uh, post career? Oh man, uh, you know, just, just doing the media thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm with NFL Network right now, so uh, I do Total Access Mondays and Tuesdays. There, we just finished with the season ending, um, the weekend show that we, uh, that we normally do, Good Morning Football Weekend. Uh, so I do that nationally. Uh, finished up a podcast with the Athletic. Uh, and just, you know, doing my barbershop. I mean, I'm trying to do as much stuff as possible, man. Stay busy, huh? Real estate, just trying to yeah. stay busy, man. Mm -hmm. I got six kids, so I'm always yeah. bouncing around to a different practice or game or cheer competition. And so it's never a dull moment in yeah. our house, for sure. That's what's up. Yeah. Take me back to the mentality of a young D-Hall in the 757. Oh, man. Because you guys are cut um, different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Never in my mind that did a young D Hall think a dude was better than him. <laughs> Period. I don't care if it was T.O., Randy Moss, Santana mm -hmm. Moss, it didn't matter. That's how it goes. Um, I give those guys the credit now, but in the midst of competition and competing, nah, never never once did I did I think anyone was better. What makes great athletes kind of great athletes and have that killer mentality for the most part is the struggle they kind of went through. Mm. And as a parent, we all want our kids to have our dog and, you know, our aggressiveness and, you know, mentality when it comes to competing. But you don't want them to have to have been through some of the things we went through. You know, I can, I can remember walking past, you know, dead bodies and gunshots, mm -hmm school lets out uh, you know somebody doing a drive-by we all running back into school um you know having to wait for our parents to come sign us out part of what makes great athletes kind of great athletes and have that killer mentality for the most part is the struggle they kind of went through mm. and as a parent we all want our kids to have our dog and you know our aggressiveness and you know mentality when it comes to competing but you don't want them to have to have been through some of the things we went through. You know, Thanks. I can I can remember walking past, you know, dead bodies and gunshots, mm -hmm. school lets out, uh, you know, somebody doing a drive by. We all running back into school, um, you know, having to wait for our parents to come sign us out. Like you don't want your kids growing up in those type of environments. Yeah. But it was, it, I mean, that that's what made us like you know, ingrain that mentality of I'm doing whatever I got to do. Yeah. You know, I'm doing, whether it's schoolwork and you know you don't like schoolwork, but that affords you the opportunity to play football or basketball or track. I mean, you do whatever you got to do. I mean, there's a means to an end. I mean, I never in my wildest dreams thought, you know, growing up in the 757, I was going to be in the NFL for 14 years. Like, I was just trying to get a scholarship that's, that's <laughs> and go to college <laughs> and be like my mom. My mom was a school teacher. I, I was going to be a PE teacher yep. and coach some football. <laughs> that's up. all I wanted to do. Straight up. And, you know, it wasn't until dudes like AI and, and Ronald Curry and Mike Vick and seeing all these dudes make it that, you know, that you become, you know, kind of like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure Miami is a lot more of those guys, but for me it was around the time of – the Allen Iverson, the Joe Smith, you know, we 
that 757 area at one point, Joe Smith went number one overall. The next year, AI went number one overall. A couple years later, then Mike Vick went number one overall. So I'm like about to go to college. I'm like, shoot, these cats from like Joe Smith, Uncle Church was right behind mine. Exactly. I'm like, if these dudes made it, bro, I got a shot. And so, you know, that's why I think a lot of us love going back to our communities and places we're from because like I'm telling that kid like Josh, I think it was Josh Jacobs or Teddy Bridgewater, one of them. Josh Jacobs has a really dope commercial talking mm -hmm. to his younger self. And I think Teddy Bridgewater had like, sent out a tweet talking about, hey, to the kid who doesn't have lunch money and doesn't know where he's going to eat at. Like, all of us kind of see mm. ourselves in all of these places we go back and visit and kind of pour back into. And so I just think it's super dope to be able to, you know, inspire inspire kids like, like the dudes inspired us before us. No doubt. Okay, you played basketball and you ran track. What made you decide, okay, Football's the number one idea to do something. So my mom was a single parent. I was the youngest of six kids. Um, you know, all my other brothers and sisters were pretty much grown though, except for one brother I had that was two years older than me. Um, just to give you a little glimpse, my oldest brother my mom had when she was 17 and I was a baby, she had me at 38. My mom was just the rock. As a single parent, a single black woman, um, I mean, she's, she's what, you know, rappers rap about when you talk about Tupac talking about Dear Mama and all these things and just the grind, the struggle. I never remember wanting for anything. You know, it was days, yeah, you might have wanted the frosted flakes and you got the cheap corn flakes or you wanted this and you got that instead. Um, but I mean, just watching her um, work as hard as she did kind of showed all of us like, um, anything's possible mm -hmm. you know I even saw my mom I had an older brother get murdered when he was 24 and I was 12 watching my mom she was in the process of getting her masters at the time um, it was in like 94 and so to watch her even still finish school and finish going to classes and you know still keep fighting because as a parent I, I couldn't imagine losing any one yeah, of my man. kids like that's they're tough. all so special and I heard y'all talking about Kobe you know that's kind of you know every time I even think about it I love Kobe and I'm gonna miss him but thinking about that mom you know Vanessa not having her, her you know her, her her daughter there um I mean and, 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 you know, watching my mom kind of go through that as a kid and mm -hmm. even now reflecting back on that, I'm just like, wow. I, I had no, I knew she was strong, but mm -hmm. I had no idea how strong she was. But, um, I mean, just watching her, you know, just kind of put that work ethic and, and just that mentality that ain't no obstacle too big. You know, if you sit there and just chip away at it or you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And so watching her do it just kind of, you know, kind of instilled that in me, and you know, that's kind of where I got got that killer mentality. It's just, you know, from watching my mom, you know, knock down all type of barriers, and my mom's seventy four, and so you know, you think about she was like going through this in the sixties as well, and yeah. you know, trying to figure all that stuff out um, when race relations wasn't the best at all, you know. Um, and I, and I only say that because a lot of y'all parents are probably in y'all in their 60s yeah, or mom, something like that. Like my, my mom, mom's my like mom a just grandparent. just 60 this year. <laughs> my mom's like a grandparent's age. Um, and I just, it, you know, it's so cool because she always says I was a baby that kept her young. Um, because I did, like you talked about, Carmen, running around in different practices yeah. and stuff. 
Yeah, I kept her young. It wasn't until a couple years ago that she really stopped going to, you know, going to games. But she went to every game, every road game, you know. That was her kind of vacation. It makes sense to me now because meeting you and just seeing how mature you was at the age you were, knowing I'm a, a few years ahead of you, it makes sense now. You grew up with an older parent that had kids older than you. Uh-huh. Had, you had siblings way older than you. You know, I'm 40 years old. I'm the oldest in my house. My dad had other kids, but I didn't grow up with them. You yeah. know what I mean? I was the guy. I, yeah. Everything that was done, I had to really go through it myself to initially, you know, let my younger brothers know, my two younger brothers know, this is what's going to happen or this is what yeah. to expect. So mm-hmm. you had a, someone or a, 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 a few people in front of you that can say, let me bust your head, yeah. you know, let me, yeah. let me knock you around and a little pave bit. that path. Exactly. You talk about, you was able to say, well, shoot, look, look, you got to make sure you get the G. It ain't just the GPA. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to have this SAT yeah, score exactly, too. Like, exactly. Yeah, you had to test it, it all out. It and makes so I more had, sense. had older brothers do the sense. same thing, you know, not make it to college because, man, I got a 3.2, but, man, I just can't seem to pass this mm-hmm. SAT or the ACT and just, you know, back in the day, you don't know, we, we didn't know about yeah. – all these different, you know, PSATs and mm-hmm. all that. You just went and took that yeah, joint. If you was it. lucky enough to have a coach not who even tripping. had understood the process, right. then you got help. If not, you just didn't go to school. You just didn't make it. We didn't know a lot about prep schools and all these different options now that's on the table that's so um, accessible to everybody else. Ain't nobody know about JUCO. It mm-hmm. was go to college or Facts. I guess I'm going to find a job. And so it's you know it's cool to see everything else kind of take shape and be able to you know watch everybody find a different lane if the conventional one doesn't work for them all the time. You're listening to Moss Up off the record. We'll be right back. Moss Up, Moss Up, Moss Up, Moss Up. Eighty Nine Ways to Give Foundation was created by Santana Moss. His vision is to inspire hope, create everlasting bonds, enhance quality of life, and empower everyone in our community. Join in and assist us with making our community great and a wonderful place to live. You're listening to Moss Up Off the Record with my man Santana Moss. Carmen Travis Thomas here with D'Angelo Hall in the house. Tan, go ahead and take it away. You know, D. Hall, you just shared with us a lot that I was going to jump on and and get into uh, about the support systems we have. You know, a lot of people fail to realize I'm one of the guys that don't because that's why, you know, I formed the foundation that I have now, 89 Ways to Give, because I remember growing up, you know, coming from an environment that you could have went any way mm-hmm. but the right way. And the one thing that guided me to where I'm at today was my support system. I had two parents in my household. You just shared with us a story about your mom. And to me, I thought my mom and my dad was the dream team of support systems. Look, they didn't have to hold my hand, but they st- Scared me straight in the house to know, look, I know you're going to do what you do when you get outside these walls, but just be mindful that this is what the consequences is. My dad was more of that guy to tell me, be mindful. My mom was going to be, I'm going to hit your heads with this this shoe, <laughs> this belt, whatever I have if you go out there and mess up no in doubt. the streets. Uh, you know, just thinking back, D-Hall, and you just shared a brief story about your mom, you know, how instrumental was that to make you who you are today. I mean, you shared briefly with us about some of the things that she had to endure for you to be where you at and how she was able to reap the benefits of having a, a D'Angelo Hall to make it as far as he made it so she can have those vacations and go on those trips and watch you do what you do so well. You know, but how, you know, her being who she was to you, you know, basically steered you to where you at today. How instrumental was that in your life? Oh, man. Um 
it was it was the reason I'm 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 sitting here today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was I was sheltered as a kid to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you when you as a as a parent lose a child, I couldn't imagine. First of all, but as a as a as an adult now, you know, thinking back. She did what any, I guess, person would do, and you, you grab on even tighter to the one you got. Doors to this and one, yeah. man, you talk about you know it being tough to do anything mm-hmm. as a kid. You know, I can remember everybody going to little house parties, and you know, where you going, babe? Oh, I'm going to uh, Joseph House. You got Joseph phone number so I can call his mama. Um, Shoot, I ain't going to Joseph house no more, mama. Shoot. So it wasn't no really kicking it at all. And I was young. Um, I graduated, you know, I started school when I was four because I had a late birthday in November. So I graduated at 17. So I'm off to college for the first time without mama, you know, all up under me. And... I still found myself wanting to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said all the time, I, I was so locked in on trying to help change my mom's circumstances and, and, mm-hmm. and my life and, and, and all my siblings' lives that, you know, I wanted to party, absolutely, and I did my fair share of partying for mm-hmm. sure, but um, I was also locked in. Like you said, you talk about understanding the consequences. Mm-hmm. That was something we always understood. We always knew um, because of the way my brother was, you know, was killed. We always knew that because you're a black man walking around, you got to be a little bit more on your P's and Q's. No doubt. Um, and I, as a parent, relay those same messages to my kids because sometimes they think because they got a little money in their pocket, they can do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you got to school them and, and help them understand that, that that don't mean nothing. Some people are not going to like you. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the way you look. And, you know, it's not your fault, but yeah. at the same time, be mindful. That's mm-hmm. life. Absolutely. That's life. And be mindful of that. I never, never saw my dad until I actually buried him in a casket, wow. believe it or not. What? Yeah. yeah. I had never, never, I saw a picture of him. Um, but when I was playing for the Raiders, man, I got a phone call like, yeah. hey, your pops on life support. You That's and your tough. brother. Because me and my, my mom got married, had my older four brothers and sisters, uh, two girls, two boys, got divorced, married my dad, had my brother that's two years older than me and myself, um, and divorced my dad, but my dad never was in the house wow. at all. And so, yeah, like I said, as a parent, it's so wild, because I'm like, dog, it ain't no way, I ain't gonna ever, and mm-hmm. then we balling in sports all in the area, me and my brother is two years older than me, and so I'm like, Bro, it ain't no way I wouldn't have not been able to see my kids. And so I think having friends that didn't have that father figure, it made me say, I appreciate this man yeah, who yeah. gets on my nerve and mm-hmm. that want to knock me silly every time he think I'm a, a, a it bit soft or not as hard as he wants. <laughs> yeah. You know, I appreciate that man because honestly, he built something, you know, <laughs> he built a, a beast out of me. Like I, I, I tell stories to this day about, you know, playing ball. And as good as I thought I was, I wasn't accepted in my dad's eyes that he's the curse and cuss me out all day long, you know, 
at my games and guys be like, man, who daddy is that? And I didn't want to acknowledge him at times because I'm like, man, that's my old man. He tripping. And my mom on the other side, she's sitting right there like, you ain't play a lick of ball. Don't be cussing my son out. But I'm sitting like that. Man, I just made three tackles. This what man, he, want? he just wanted It was man. just, I don't know, bro. I, honestly, I still, I still let, haven't let asked you what he want because I do the same thing, man. And I'm laughing because, you know, you want your kid to just, I mean, you want him to be perfect. Yeah, you do. And so, even though, yeah, that was a great play, let me show you how, how it could have even been better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want them ever settling, man. Mm -hmm. Never, never settle, man. I got twin eight-year-olds, um, and they have, like, that killer mentality. My oldest is 18. He don't have that killer mentality, which is it's fine. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, they he could care different. less about sports. Mm -hmm. Great kid. Um, was in the military uh, academy in, uh, in 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 middle school. Is thinking about joining the military. Um, like I said, my older brother who worked for the FBI joined the military at seventeen. I, I, I I'm one hundred percent behind that. But as a parent, you don't want bullet shot at your kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I understand if that's his path, that's his path. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you them eight year olds, bro. They different. Yeah. Like the that's way true. they watch the game, that's something I could tell they're gonna be different, yeah. man. Yeah. And so that's what your pops is looking teach for. That. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's 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 the little things. And your pops probably knew so many dudes from that area, man. Mm -hmm. It like I very easily could could have not made it. Mm -hmm. like, all of it us, was yeah. so many other dudes who were better athletes mm -hmm. than me. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, all the time. kicked up and down that mm -hmm. you know everything. Yeah. Now yeah, in high school I got a little better and I was a little faster and yeah we won games. But you could have went to another high school and there was two or three other dudes who were just as nice Facts. and another dude just as nice. They was at the black school, I was at the mixed school, mm -hmm. so I had a little better coaching and a better you know my coach went to tech, so he knew I needed to have this grade or that or repeat this class. Like I very easily couldn't have made it, mm -hmm. and so it's when 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 the deciding factor is that slim of margins to make it. As a dad, you know that, and you probably seen homies not make it because yeah. of it. Oh, that's for sure. And at me, I've seen homies make it, and I made it, and seen it very easily dudes not make it. My brother didn't make it. Um, and so, yeah, man, we, we, we striving for perfection. Yeah, yeah Taylor, that yeah. was nice. That three times yeah. was nice. Yeah. But let me tell you why you missed that yeah, one, boy. Exactly. You missed that fourth one, though. Wrap that dude legs that's up. Facts, like, man. I'm telling my kid, hey, hey, look, dog, when you give him the in and out, you got to, like, use your cutback, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. Next game. Else. Cut back in everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. like, bro, now, you can't use your cut back every time. Yeah, it's, it's, a a tool. Yeah, it's, a it's a tool. It's a tool. And so you just, I mean, we all striving for perfection. That's and <laughs> it ain't that I want him to be in the league and the next Kobe or D. Hall or MJ. I just know that mentality yeah. will make him successful in anything. Yeah. That's dope. No, that's a great. In anything. Bingo. Bingo. Oh, Bingo. Man. Yeah, it's Absolutely. all about. Yeah. It ain't about this sport, dog. Yeah, I don't care. You can go, go play table tennis. Yeah. But look, we're going to rep it. This is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to put that time no doubt. in. No doubt. Because yeah. that's, that's you know what, what I'm saying. And that's I'm why he's screaming on you, dog. That's, hey, dog. One, that's one of the things that made me, I What's guess. Wrong? Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that made me grind the way I do it. And, and it's funny that we bring it up because you look back at our careers. You know, I played 14 years in the league. You played 14 years in the league. Um, I know what drove me to do what I do, you know, or what I've done or how long I went. I, I often even think back now to this day, I'd be saying like, Psh, 
I think they cheated me three years. I know I had uh, three yeah, more years sure. left. Yeah. When sure. it was your time. I test. Yes, they did. <laughs> it was times we were sitting at practice like, dog, why is Tanner not playing? <laughs> yeah. He killing all of us, yeah. man. Like, yeah. could nobody cover him, man? We playing some other scrubs, and yeah. we like, oh. And then it, it happens. The politics, bro. It is. And, I, you know, I think back to it, bro. I swear to God to you. Every time I think back and I hear people say, the nice guy finished last, I look. I think about they myself. Do. I think about myself they because as much as I was that dog and that I would MF and somebody outside, teammate, inside nope. the game and knowing our sport and knowing our profession, I never wanted to cross those barriers he of did. showing them that I was somebody outside of what they knew. You know what I mean? So I took a lot of stuff that the normal guy, even if he didn't have my game, wouldn't have taken. You know, I've heard – I had cats calling down from other teams like, bro, you need to speak up. And I'm like, nah, bro, because I don't want to dirty my name. He was too good I, a know, teammate, dog. I built too much, you know? He was too good a teammate. Instead of being that asshole sometimes, like, hey, dog, I need the ball. Like, mm -hmm. I need to be on the field. Are y'all tripping? He would just, ah, it's, it's all right, man. Yeah, like, I what? Took it. Hell no, nah, it ain't all right, dog. It. We can't win unless you get the ball, so man. I took it. Position. Oh, for sure. No, I took it. Show. I took it. But I been, think we should have been featuring him in the yeah. slot the same way that they, Wes Welker was getting mm -hmm. the rock, man. We was practicing against him one day or in, in a game, and I'm like, oh, dog, dang, oh my God, you. Yeah. If you could do, if if they let you do what this dude get to do, mm -hmm. huh, it, it ain't even close. I used to ask D all the time. About, all the time. Yeah, I used to ask all the time. I, I watched the other guys that they have to go against. I'm like, bro, they got 15 routes. I do one route and I'm yeah. open. They got to get open 15. They got to. Yeah. The one time D, D Hall had to cover Wes Welk in the inside, and I say, bro, that's not your fault. <laughs> The man ran 10 routes on you. <laughs> like, you saw that? I'm like, bro, he ran 10 routes. And scored a touchdown, dog. We, I said, we had nah, no one no. get to the quarterback. Are you kidding me? We had no one get to the quarterback at all that time, and then they finally day. gave him the ball. Uh, and D was pissed day. off. I'm like, bro, that's not your fault. Because, see, that's the that's – the, because I off, you know I played this position before growing up, so I knew. Yeah. I always watched them because I knew what I can do and what I couldn't do. You know what I mean? So, And that's crazy that D Hall shared that because I've shared with folks that – they ask me that question all the time. Did you feel like, you know, it was done when you was done? And I say, man, I know guys that can vouch for me and, and tell you what I did in practice. I say, I, I ran scout team purposely because I knew they didn't want to see that. Mm. I said, let me go over to scout team because this is the best. This is who we have over here that's starting against mm -hmm. these other guys. Let me show y'all how much y'all effing mm -hmm. me around. But it is what it is. I say that to say this. I ask you this, D-Hall. Did you have a, a, a – during those last years – uh, did you have a feeling of, that you wanted more or you just knew it was time sooner or later for you to, you know, sh you know hang them up? Now, you know, that's a tough question because at, at the start of the season, you know, I'm going to take y'all back, all right? So at the start of the season, I was coming off the ACL. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I mean, I was feeling good. Was I 100%? No. Um, nobody is really probably 100% yeah. coming off a surge before you get thrown to the wolves. Um, a couple years prior, I had torn Achilles, and same time I actually tore it twice, so I actually should have been a little bit behind schedule. Mm -hmm. But first day of training camp, I was out there running a conditioning test, and it was no questions asked. Mm -hmm. I was playing yeah. right. Started corner the first game of the season, so I come off the ACL, and it was just different. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt pretty good, mm -hmm. but I could see they looked at me a little differently. Mm -hmm. Now I'm old. Now I don't know, mm -hmm. you know. And so they kind of had came in with a plan to start Sewell Cravens. Mm -hmm. Wasn't no competition. He was going to start. And 
So they automatically put me on PUP. Wow. And so I was just kind of like, dang, you know, I'm, I'm grinding all in training camp, thinking I got a chance to come off before the first game, you know, doing everything. Chad, the strength coach is like, man, you looking amazing. I'm out there purposely showing them working out. I mean, hitting it, going to get balls, running drill. Jay Reed on PUP too. We, mm -hmm. we, he doing routes. I ain't getting no better work than him mm -hmm. on nobody on the field. That's for sure. So I'm out there. <laughs> I mean, we going at it. They, Chad showing the coach the film. Bam, Jay Reed get off PUP. I'm like, all right, shoot, I'm next. And I never get off. And like I said, the roster is coming out that day. And they tell me, hey, we're going to put you on PUP. Sue is going to start. So I'm like, all right, man, whatever. Cool. Then right after they put me on PUP, which I think was like 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, like 7.30, 8 o'clock that night, we get a text from Sue Cravens in the DB chat like, hey, fellas, uh, I appreciate all you guys. He specifically mentioned me, D-Hall, man. Thanks for, for showing me everything. Because I've always felt like I'm going to give you every tool mm -hmm. to take my spot. Yeah. You know, I wasn't that dude that was going to try to tell you the wrong thing or not talk to you. So I loved the young fella up, tried to tell him everything I knew, mm -hmm. you know, tried to, you know, tell him what not to do, what to do. He's a tough dude to coach up, I must say. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, this, the young oh, the young cats know everything. Yeah, exactly. uh, always had an answer. But I still poured into him, didn't, you know, didn't take it personal. All right, it's the new age kid, whatever. Um, and like I said, we get that text at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night that, hey, dog, thank you for everything. I'm retiring. Mm. And we all like, what? And that's the same night Jay No had the little housewoman at his crib. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I, you know, I text Bruce and Jay like, hey, bro, uh, y'all put me on PUP? Uh, did Sue tell y'all he retired or, you know, da 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 And they all at, at Jay No crib. And I'm about five minutes from Jay No house. So I got to go throw a suit on to go to his little grand opening of his new house he remodeled. Mm -hmm. So I run over there. We all talking about that whole Sue Cravens mess. And essentially, I had to stay on PUP. Uh, while Sewell retired and basically shelved my season. But then the, the, the great part is instead of coming off of PUP and getting a couple weeks to kind of get back, you know, mm -hmm. get a little going and practice, I, I got two practices, and then I was secretly told, don't tell nobody, but you're going to start against Seattle and return God. punts. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I kind of tell was I done? I kind of felt like I wasn't even put in a position to succeed. Wow. As, a, as a person who's been in a place for so long, I mm -hmm. would have liked the opportunity. I don't want to use Deontay Wilder's comment, but he said go out on his sword, on his shield. On I, shield. I wanted to go out on my shield, man, yeah. um, for, for, for real. Yeah. I wanted the opportunity to hit an off season. Because um, mentally, bro, I was I felt so good mentally. But just going through that season, Tan, and you know you lived it. Mm -hmm. Going through that season when you know you should be playing, but you're not playing. Mm -hmm. Bro, you said you were running scout team. Bro, I was running scout team at corner, mm -hmm. okay, checking our uh, uh, receivers. Mm -hmm. Then I was running scout team as a receiver, playing receiver against our DBs. Wow. So I wasn't even coming off the field. As a 14-year vet, mm -hmm going out there working cats. And one play, one practice, I had a nerve to get an interception, okay, on defense. And Jay gets mad at me. <laughs> Tan, when I tell you, can I cuss on that? <laughs> when I tell you I went, I ain't even gonna say, cause I wanna keep my, I wanna keep my, my reputation. When I tell you I went off on the man, dog, mm -hmm. I went off on the man. I bet. Because that's the last thing uh, you wanna hear mm -hmm. is you not doing everything for this team to yeah. win.
Um, and the man get mad. I, boy, what I tell you, boy, I caught that interception. Wasn't even trying to catch it. <laughs> yeah, dog. It just, that's it the, just, that's you don't make a play. It just came the, your way. That's the that's the really the thing that got me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm almost like playing basketball against my kid. Like dog, shoot the ball. Go just ahead. Go I got ahead. my eyes closed. <laughs> go shoot. You know, and he just threw it to me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, if I'm not trying to make a play, we don't stand a chance in the yeah. game when they really trying to make a play. Exactly. And so he, you know, he says something slick to me like, hey man, you know, you could have you could have backpedaled or. I think I picked the dig. And he was like, oh, that post is going to come right over your head. I said, dog, slow as he was running, he wasn't going to get that post. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and then he said something. Well, maybe you should back up. I said, dog, well, maybe you should teach your quarterback where to throw the ball to. Thanks. But we just went into a back and forth. And we was good five minutes later. But mm-hmm. it was so funny right then and there. Because yeah. I promise you, I, I was about to smack this, this old boy. <laughs> it went uh, back to old Atlanta yeah. D-Hall, dog. I was going to say, I was say you were so removed from that old D-Hall. You probably oh, Man. See, I can't go back, man. Bruh, I almost went back. I had coaches and players like D Hall, D Hall, like calm down. Cause I'm like, nah, dog, like, bro, you really trying me right yeah, now, dog. Funny, like I'm doing everything I can to, to help this team. I ain't yeah. I ain't ruffle no feathers. Yeah. And you got a nerve to try to try me because I got a pick in practice. Crazy. That's crazy. You trying to be all world. What? Man, man, who you talking to? All <laughs> world in practice, dog? I ain't even trying to be out here. Yeah, Why well, yeah. I went off on that, man, that's dog. Crazy. But, I, but I love Jay. Nah, that's bizarre. But I had to go off on him one but so, so, so just you, you you giving us a little insight on that. And trust me, you right. Like, I've, I know what it's like to have an off season where you, you, when you get yourself ready. You know, you got to think. I'm going to take you back to mines. My last year was, you know, 2014. Coming out of that off season – I knew that, you know, 2013 didn't go well as I wanted to go because of 2012, I had so much success. I feel like 2013, the quarterback dealing with his injuries and just him getting back, you know, you know, acclimated to being feeling like himself, he didn't give me the shots that I wanted. You know, and me and me and Mike Shanahan had this discussion so he can vouch for how I felt after you know, late in that season. So 2014, I'm like, this is my last year. You know, this is my last year on this deal. I'm going to get these guys to business, you know. I got to get back to 2012 and or either just the, the tenor that I want to get the ball to, you know what I mean? So just knowing that um, I put all my work in and then didn't get the shot, you know, to really go out there and be the guy that I wanted to be in my last season, it ticked me off. But, you know, it is what it is. That's how we all think, you know, as a player, as a professional. When it comes that late in your game, you're like, you know what, this is almost like a sign of telling me, you know, it's your time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to think it, right. but I say, hey, I'm going to prepare myself for it. So preparing myself and then dealing with the circumstances that was, you know, that I was that was thrust upon me, I took it the way only – I knew how to take it, you know, with a smile. You know, I couldn't BS about it. I just took it, you know? Let me speak for the fans. I know both of y'all personally. Y'all both still in shape, and the team could use you right now. <laughs> I will say that. Y'all don't even say nothing. Don't say nothing. I ain't got nothing for him. I tell you that. Tam might got something left. He's still working out, Honestly, dog. I ain't worked out since I'm, I hung my joint work, up. Working out at working stand, out at all, I, I still don't stand a chance. What? Oh, I yeah, ain't trying do. to get a you ball. Definitely saw some of them I, ain't th- I ain't trying to get a ball thrown my way with these fingers the way they feeling these days. Yo, we gotta go to break. Before we go, I always tell this story. Me and Tana covered the first season of Arena League football here in DC together, right? Mm-hmm. So we walking down on the field together, dudes running routes all around us, the crowds filing in, music's playing. As a fan and a broadcaster, I'm feeling what it's like pre-game as a player, right? Mm-hmm. I look over Tana, I see a twinkle in his eye, dog. <laughs> So D Hall, I go, hey, Tan, be honest, just me and you. Well, no mics, nothing. 
I said, you missed it, don't you? He looked me in my face. He said, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss it either. Not said, at all, dog. Nobody telling me what, what I can when and it's can't over. do. Yeah, I'm good, <laughs> yeah. dog. It was fun while it lasted. Exactly. Hey, D. Hall, when we come back, me and Carm going to get all in your business. Moss up. All right. Moss up, Moss up. Moss up, 89 Ways to Give Foundation was created by Santana Moss. His vision is to inspire hope, create everlasting bonds, enhance quality of life, and empower everyone in our community. Join in and assist us with making our community great and a wonderful place to live. Welcome back to Moss Up, off the record, Travis Thomas, Santana, Carmen in the house with our special guest, D. Hall. All right, D. Hall, I hope you're ready, man. Let's do it. Carmen about to set you up. You about to play a game, baby. All right. Are you excited? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as excited as you are over there. <laughs> Well, it's gonna be rapid fire, man. So, I'm so just as a quick one word answer. Yeah, yeah, whatever comes to your mind. However you want. I got the countdown for you. You ready? You ready? I'm up. Hold up, hold up. I need, I need instructions, bro. So I know. I want to make sure you're right. Yeah, yeah. I feel him. Time limit. It's really no time. Okay. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Give us your best answer, but she gonna be throwing them to you rapid fire. I'm ready to moss up. I'm gonna count it down for you. Three, two, one. Name your craziest superstition before a big game. Zero superstitions. I never wanted to be in a routine and not have something one day, so I made it a point to always switch it up. Okay. What's the first big ticket item you purchased? Oh, my mama house. If you didn't end up as a football player, what other career would you have chosen? A PE teacher coaching <laughs> football. What's a secret talent you have that no one knows about? Oh my goodness, I, I can cook my ass off. Yeah. Example? Oh, I mean, cook. I mean, smother pork chops, honey glazed salmon, uh, you name it. I'm the cook in the house. I didn't marry my wife because she can cook. Believe that. Okay, so let's get a little personal. Boxers or briefs? Uh, uh, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. They're long like boxers, mm -hmm. but tight like briefs. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> What's your favorite body part and why? Ooh. Uh -oh. On myself or on these my only, wife? These only questions that Carmen will ask you. Yeah, I know, right? On myself? Both. Okay, give me on um, myself. Probably, uh, gosh. Yeah, on myself. I don't know. I mean, just lie, man. Say my nose, my, my yeah, eyes. I don't know my eyebrows. I get a lot of. I don't know if that's a, a body part, but I get a lot of compliments on my eyebrows. Okay, and your wife. Uh, I want to share all that. Yeah, man. I probably, I probably can't say that. I probably can't say that. Let me be the one that, to cut. Let me be the one to censor that for him. I, look, I asked for a tan. I almost yeah. threw it out there, yeah. but I'm, a, I'm, gonna I'm I'm keep that one to myself. Uh, I'm thinking about your wife, man. I'm yeah, thinking I about your wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. What's a song you embrace and you know the words to, and we need to hear it? Oh my goodness. And and we need, all need to hear. It? Yeah. Like your favorite song. I mean, a song I just been kind of, uh, you know, I always ask, you know, tell my kids, and now I'm rambling to listen to the words of these songs y'all listening to. Mm -hmm. And I put them on this song by Big Sean called Sacrifices. And it's just a great song, you know, and he just talks about, you know, all the sacrifice he gave up to be successful. I didn't 
sacrifice my love life and sacrifice the club life I'm, I'm giving y'all a little bit of it right now you know he just talks about sacrificing the thug the, the club life the uh his you know his love life you know all those different things to get what he wants to you know get out of life I mean, we all make grinding. those sacrifices no uh, doubt yeah. uh what fashion trend you don't understand oh, that i don't understand I mean, I'm cool with the skinny jeans, but the skinny, 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 skinnies. Yeah. Like, that you can't bend your knees. Like, yeah. Like, you know. It's it's a point of being, taking it too far. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, to the point of strangulation. Yeah. Gotta have that that blood circulation. I got my legs too thick for all them, man. I can't. I know. I can't. I can't. man. I got them long jaw legs. I got thighs and hamstrings for days. Gumby. <laughs> walking around like somebody okay, else. What is quote that you love? Oh my goodness. It ain't that it ain't necessarily that I live by, but I always keep like dope quotes just because, you know, I do love quotes and to, for, for me to just try to pick one wouldn't even be doing it justice. Those are quotes in your phone? Yeah. He like me. Wow. I say mine too. That's crazy. I say I mine mean, too. These are these are notes notes of some quotes uh-huh. some um see uh y'all didn't put me on the so spot what, what's your routine like if you see a quote you like you'll, you'll I, I just go to you yep. got to That's yep you got to i do the same thing bro i do the same thing i mean i even started writing a, a book in my in in practice in workouts one day just like you know i even wrote had my retirement speech that i had started during the season because these coaches pissed me off so <laughs> you know what i'm gonna go ahead and start you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm like man let me go ahead and start this joint all right so here's a quote right here that that to me i thought was pretty pretty powerful it said 25 percent of people don't like you and will never like you 25 percent of people don't like you but could be persuaded to like you 25 percent of people do like you but could be persuaded not to like you. 25% of people like you no matter what and will always like you. Mm. And so what I got out of that is stop worrying about this other 75% of the people that ain't gonna really even be in your life. That's mm-hmm. the Twitterverse, that's yeah. the social media catch, that's the likes, all the like buttons. And just worry about the 25% of the folks that you actually encounter daily yeah. that, 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 that helps really make your life work. D'Angelo, we couldn't thank you enough for being a part of this, man. Uh, like always, you know, you've been a guy that I admired and, you know, as a friend, you know, just seeing how you approach the afterlife of what we been through for so long, man. Um, I took my hat off to you because I know how hard it is. I know where our minds go while we sitting around <laughs> wondering what's next, man. So keep doing what you're doing. I'm watching and hey, continue I, success, baby. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it, brother. You you the hardest working man I know, bro. <laughs> so I, hey, I love you. Always have, always will, man. And anytime, dog. Anytime you need me, dog. You know all you got to do. If I can do it, I will do it. Always. We out. Cheers.